Hi everyone, I'm Jay. I'm Colin. And this is Star Wars Conversations. Oh, how are you doing, Colin? I'm pretty good, thanks, Jay. Uh, and today I'm extremely pleased to say that we've got a guest with us. Tell everyone um, about our special guest. Right, we've got. Uh, we are joined today by Simon Mayer. And he is a wonderful artist who does um, lots of Doctor Who covers for Titan Comics. He works uh, illustrating um, Star Wars Insider, millions of things. Probably he'd be better off telling, telling, telling us about that than me. So, Simon, hello, how are you? Uh, very well, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, thank you for having me. Thank you um, for coming on. That's all right. No problem at all. I guess the main thing is that uh, you're a big Star Wars fan. Yes, yeah, huge. Well, how but, how long have you have you been in it? Are you a prequels fan, original trilogy? What's it, what's your what's your preference? Okay, well, let, I'll answer that with a <laughs> slightly daft anecdote. Um, all right, I, I'm not religious at all. In fact, I would call you know I'm humanist. I, I don't have, but I was raised Roman Catholic. Right, and when you raise Roman Catholic, you are con, you are christened. Uh, then you go through a Holy Communion and then you are confirmed at around the age of 12, I believe, mm -hmm. at which point you choose a second middle name. So I am Simon Richard Luke. Are you? Yes. And the reason we were standing in, I was in the um, cathedral, I can't remember where because I blanked all of that out of my history, but... <laughs> My mum and my mum tells a story of the bishop asking me, "So, Simon, why have you chosen Saint Luke as your uh, confirmation name?" And I literally looked at him like a belligerent, recalcitrant, you know, preteen. And she was Skywalker, obviously. Uh, and um, apparently, uh, that raised a few smiles. But yeah, I am, I, I, I am, uh, I am quite a large fan. Uh, the same that only, only really. Um, films and well the films and uh, extended universe novels really um, oh so all the all the what's now classed as legends novels that uh, yeah i mean uh, I, i've read all of the uh, jedi academy um uh, the x-wing books which i thought were wonderful because they were just basically like raf novels but set in yeah. space uh, yeah. the whole yuzhong vong saga oh, yeah i love that yeah oh, the new jedi order yeah it was it, was really good at the beginning and it was really good at the end there are about a dozen books in the middle which i read um but they, they it was good um but that was yeah. long wasn't it it really was long yeah, it went on for ages um, and what, the, what about towards when they got towards like the legacy of the force and all that type of stuff towards the end as, a, as that sort of reign of novels finished did you did you enjoy how it all that went that direction well i i sort of petered out um there was a lot of time where uh, I was unemployed for a while, so I just devoured everything um, sort of Star Wars novels-wise. But it was, it sort of ended when the um, Yuuzhan Vong ended. Uh, but I will put the original trilogy on. I can watch it over and over and over again. Um, uh, and uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. If, ah. People know if I'm feeling a bit rubbish because Raiders of the Lost Ark is, is on. <laughs> Just that one indie film, or uh, 
well, I, I, I actually like all of them. I don't know. Um, Even the Crystal, Crystal Skull? It's not that bad. I, I like <laughs> it, the Crystal Skull. Yeah, I don't think it's that bad. I mean, it, it's, it's not... If the other three didn't exist, Crystal yeah. Skull would be a good action-adventure film. It, but it's unfortunately, a good action adventure film. Maybe it's not so good of an indie and a Jones. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I think I went through a phase of about a year when me and my brother would just quote Star Wars lines to each other and then have to tell the other one the following line from that film. <laughs> it, it's, it's insane. So. Um, so you, you basically, so you and your brother grew up Star Wars fans. Uh, I've got age. two brothers, myself and the youngest, we're sort of quite big Star Wars fans. And then uh, my well, middle brother's not the right word, but the, the, the middle brother uh, is heavily into music. So. Right. And so then you, you worked for, um, you did art for Star Wars Insider. That must have been pretty cool being a Star oh, Wars fan for all those awesome. years. And yeah. then getting to do that. Um, I did two issues. I think I did four illustrations for them in total. They're on my website, uh, which is prettyfunky.com. Um, I think there's two that I haven't put up yet. I don't know if I'm allowed to yet. That's the problem. Um, but uh, Are they yeah. newer ones? Uh, I think they were in an issue, but I'm just waiting for confirmation that I can actually put them on my site. I think they've been published. There's no secret i just need confirmation that i right. put them on my site um yeah that was amazing <laughs> knowing that my stuff was seen by people at lucasfilm yeah and signed off oh yeah you know, Man, the, little, the little boy in me just oh yeah. i bet yeah. so what happens there then so do they like so when they ask you to do some art from when you submit some art is mm -hmm. it because um they've got maybe an article coming up about something that will give you a brief idea of what's going on. Like, do you get any little scoops or anything ahead of time when, when this stuff happens? <laughs> is what I'm really asking. Oh God, that would be amazing. <laughs> I mean, it would be amazing to work. I mean, the dream would be to be in a concept department and, you know, like working on Trixie, um, which I'm sure you guys know about, uh, you know, being in the concept department of Trixie, because when you work for one of these huge films, the art department, creates ideas for everybody else mm. so you would actually create a scene or character and you throw it at the storytellers and then it see if it sticks so to be in that position you know oh yeah to be one of the guys who you know like draws luke skywalker in front of an army of attacks yeah, you know it's awesome yeah i mean i went to uh star wars celebration back in london when whenever that was to that 2016 and uh they had a panel with the, mm. the story guys the art guys um i think is it jim chung that, yes that right? yeah, yeah 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 and he was there with his team and obviously they were telling telling us exactly how that all works you know they come up with brilliant visuals Doug Chang. Doug Chang. Not Sorry, Jim yes. Chang. He's yeah, a comic artist. Sorry, Jim, Jim Chang. Jim, Jim <laughs> Chang. Yeah, he's um, uh, JLA, isn't he? He's just taken over the JLA. Yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, and so they, they were putting examples up of the of the images that I painted, which then went to inspire the story. Yeah. So that was amazing. Yeah, it was really just cool. wonderful. I, 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 I you know, since Disney had taken over, well, there's art books for all the films, but um, mm -hmm. I've got the art books for the four recent uh Star Wars films, and mm. I, I just pour over them. They're beautiful. Uh, wow. The solo one that's just been released, uh, written by uh, Phil. I, I apologise, I'm going to bastardise his name. Uh, Sozek, I believe it is. It's just wonderful, you know. And and you can see the 
the ideas that have hit and they ran with them and then mm. the ideas that they're like okay that's not quite right we'll take it in one direction is that just be things sometimes you see some of those ideas later on don't you in like another yes, movie yeah. or something so yeah i mean for you to end up doing some work for styles inside that must be a step in the right direction it's kind of like you know you're getting your work to lucasfilm and you know what i mean like it gives them yeah. a chance to get to see what you can do and stuff like how how would you go from there to I, I, that's the trick now isn't it um <laughs> yeah. look that's it, a real it, trick it, isn't it it, it did start the, the, what was lovely is um this all came on the back of bizarrely on the back of doctor who mm. because um the my uh, or the doctor who um lead editor uh he knows i'm a big star wars fan and he he gave me an email address because titan have they publish star wars insider in the uk mm -hmm. so i emailed them and just said you know i'm a massive fan uh is there anything i can do and within a few weeks they got back to us and saying we are illustrating an excerpt of a novel uh sorry we're publishing the excerpt of a novel would you like to illustrate and i was like yeah that would be absolutely insane yes please don't pay wow. me i'll do it it's fine yeah. <laughs> i'll just do it um yeah it was wonderful genuinely awesome. wonderful would tell us a little bit about your work on dot two as well though because obviously i mean First time I met you, Simon, was at the uh, ICE in Birmingham last year. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you know, I, I saw your, your obviously I'd seen your Doctor Who covers before and then, you know, seeing some of the art in person, I was just blown away. So, I mean, how did you get into the Doctor Who comics? Um, I've always been into comics. I've got a run of Spider-Man, which is about 25 years, unbroken. Um, wow. I've, you know, I'll sell comics every now and again when I'm, you know, going through a dry patch without any work. But <laughs> my uh, Spider-Man run is untouched. Uh, but I, um, it, it all it all starts from redundancy. And I know that sounds a bit odd, but uh, I was in a job I hated, and they let me go. And then I thought, I just thought, excuse me, I was like, fuck it, let's see if I can make a living out of drawing. Because um, I trained as a graphic designer when actually I should have been a should train as an illustrator and always been putting off you know I can draw why don't I try and do something with it a friend of mine invited me to Nottingham Comic Con uh, just to help out and I was just sitting behind the desk and um, you know eating a Big Mac having a, having a <laughs> Starbucks and John McRae was there and I uh, walked over and he said to me I was just talking to him he said oh so what have you got and I had some pictures on my phone and stuff he said, what the hell are you doing? You know, get yourself to Thought Bubble. There will be ed editors there. There will be people there. And I've been to New York Comic Con a couple of times when I worked in London, mm -hmm. and I loved it. But mm -hmm. I, and this, I apologise for this, but I always thought British conventions were for the, you know, were <laughs> quite sophisticated. Right. Uh, so I've avoided them. But Thought Bubble's something different. Thought Bubble's astonishing. And uh, he said, go along. So I... I knew Titan had just got the Doctor Who license. I did a couple of pieces. I did Amy Pond and a Clara Oswald. Mm -hmm. Showed them, and uh, a few months later, I'd got the covers. It was it was wow. that it was that simple. Um, but I think it's because I've spent you know the best part of forty years drawing people. I love drawing people. And I love mm. getting that likeness right, mm -hmm. and I, I I love that feeling that you'll be working on something, and then all of a sudden, that's you know one flick of a brush stroke and there's a crease in the eye or a jawline and you're like okay that's the person did you so, spend a lot of time doing life drawing uh 
I used to, right. um, and I actually should get back into it. Um, but uh, I, I just draw people. Right. Yeah, so. Jerry and I are, are failed artists. We both <laughs> met at art college. <laughs> where, where we ended up having to do the, the stupid graphic design course when we wanted to do illustration. We did, yeah. 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 So we ended up not doing art at all. But <laughs> well, actually, but, uh, we used to sit there and draw like comic booky kind of stuff. Yeah. And the yeah. teachers used to go, "Comic books aren't art." Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the hell. Well, I got I I got a similar thing because my. Uh, even though my, my dad's not, but the rest of my family are all uh, in education. Mm. And when I was growing up, the route was GCSEs, A-levels, degree. And then it was like, you need to be on a career path. Mm. And I think the worst thing that ever happened to me was staying on to do my A-levels, when actually what I should have been doing is is some sort of vocational job that meant I was drawing. Yeah. Uh, and even uh, I signed on to my degree, which was when I signed on to it, illustration and design. And then there was a reshuffle of the department and it became information design. So it was purely graphics and purely information. Uh, this sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Uh, and the problem is the problem is when you're when you're nineteen and you've just got a new girlfriend who you've just met and you've just got this new group of friends and your student loans come in, you just want to get drunk all the time. So you don't want to move again. <laughs> and actually, what I should have done is gone. This isn't the course I signed up for. I, I should be drawing, but it, mm -hmm. it, it you know, it, these things happen. Yeah. I'm not going to say they happen for a reason, but <laughs> you know, you live and learn. That's the yeah, that's the definitely. motto, I think. And you do lecturing as well, don't you now? So. Uh, yeah, I uh, um, I teach a Adobe software um, Illustrator because I worked in London oh. for a few years. I, I was designing T-shirt graphics for the likes of Topman and Burton and Adidas. And um, I know Illustrator inside out. So a friend of mine um, asked me, could I help him out? And then the university said, okay, well, there's too many people on this specific course. Will you do another module? So it's only two hours a week. Where it's great. Coventry University. Right. Mm. Um, just for the uh, listeners, I just have to mention that Simon has the biggest mug of tea I've ever seen. Is that a point or what? Uh, I think it's a pint and a half. I think it's not. It's not little. Yeah, hold on. Let's. Okay, right. I've got an iPhone Plus. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's... that's a big. That's a big cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. But I, I can't drink. I have to drink decaf out of it. If I drink, if I drink caffeinated tea out of it, I'm I'm wired. You know, sitting in my chair shaking. When you disappear in a minute to the loo, we'll we know exactly what's happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, that, that was really interesting. Thanks, Simon, for giving us a bit of background about what, what you what you've been doing. But let's let's get into some proper Star Wars chat, shall we? Um, before we get into any news and stuff, one thing um, this was really what started the conversation about getting you on the podcast was. Um, all the uh, hate and grief that's going around between Star Wars fans and the the Kelly Marie stuff, ah, yeah. uh, and Simon started a uh, hashtag. Um, I am a Star Wars fan. Was, was oh yes, quite vocal that. about being positive. Do you want to mm. tell us a bit more about your what was going through your mind at the time, Simon? Well, I, I mean, um, in in all honesty, as big as a Star Wars fan I am, as I am. Apologies, um, and I'm sorry. This is going to hurt. 
at the end of the day, they are stories. They are yeah. uh, they are films and they are books. And George Lucas created a fictional universe. Mm-hmm. I love it, and I can immerse myself in it all day. And yes, mm-hmm. there are things in there I don't, you know, don't not not like too strong. But there are stuff in there that I would like to see. Or that because I've grown up with these characters and there's stuff in there that I think, oh, that's maybe not a decision I'd make if I was making the film. But mm-hmm. the thing is, I didn't make the film. Yeah. Someone, uh, for example, Ryan Johnson spent three to four years immersed in it, making, in my opinion, a wonderful film that tells people to, or the, the message is, don't be, oh, this is the message I got from it. Don't be so hung up on the past that you can't accept change. Mm. that's what I got from The Last Jedi. And it's wonderful. But there are, just because there are so many people out there who are like, well, there, was a, there are women in there now who have got agency and can do stuff like men do. You're like, but that's <laughs> the real world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and also the, the whole thing. I mean, I would love of have <laughs> to have seen Luke Skywalker himself, not a force projection, on Scarif. I'd have loved yeah, to yeah. have seen that. yeah. But I get it. I get why it was done as a story, and I get the fact that because he force projected halfway across the galaxy, it shattered him. You know, mm. I get it. I understand why they did it. But they're stories, they're films, and you have to admire the effort that these people have put into it. And of course, um, the young actor, her name escapes me. I apologize. Kelly Marie Tran. Kelly Marie Tran. She was an actress employed to make a character. She actually didn't make any of those decisions. So I find it a little bit abhorrent. Uh, Well, it's sickening, to be fair, that we are meant to be fans who love and embrace a property, yet when that property doesn't meet our expectations, we then bully the last link in the chain. Not yeah. even a person who's responsible for making the decisions. Well, well, a lot of people gave gave her. I mean, when they attacked her, there's a lot of racial hate and stuff like that. Oh, and and, so, and here's the thing, right? Yeah. As you said, they are stories. They yeah. are, you know, movies, right? Yeah. Um, and it's okay to not like a movie or not like a character or not like the way that something's portrayed. That's fine. Just because yeah. it says Star Wars doesn't mean you have to like everything. So exactly. at the end of the day, these people go in. They do. The, you know, they, they don't sit there and create uh, a movie and go, you know what, let's make this one suck. That doesn't happen. No, Everyone's no, trying ever. to make the best movie they can. Mm. And every actor going in there, just like an artist, wants to do the best work they can so that when people see it, they're like, oh, I love that, you know, then you're going to get more work, right? So she never went in there trying to make you hate the Rose character. Oh, Whether or not you do, I wasn't a big fan of the Rose character. I had nothing against her as an actor, but the character didn't work for me. Whether or not you do is is neither here nor there, but you don't need to attack her, uh, her personally, because as you say, she didn't decide how the character was going to play out or anything like that. You know, she was given direction and, um, you know, to go after someone and especially the things that they, they then go after is like, you know, being absolutely horrendously racist to her and, you know, then looking, you know, body shaming and all that kind of stuff. Mm. I mean, the girl, you know, has her own Instagram account and all that stuff. So it got to the point where she's had to take down all her social yeah. media. I mean, imagine yourself on your social media being hounded to the point where you're like, I can't take this anymore. Mm. I, I just can't face seeing this mm. every single day, mm. all the time. It, 
it's just craziness. And I think the the sad thing is that this you know it's not just this one instance, is it? I mean, it, no. when John Biega was cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a lot of racial hate about that yeah. and that stormtroopers mm. can't be black and things like that. Um, so, and it, I guess where I come from on this whole thing is, obviously the whole thing's bad, but what I find it personally annoying is that as a Star Wars fan, I feel that I can't say something bad now about mm. Star Wars because... Because straight away, I mean, being tired with all these other horrible Star Wars yes. yeah, negative yeah. people, you know, yeah. you can't just say, like, if I said now, like I said, I didn't enjoy, I, yeah, I'm in the same camp as Jay, I didn't really like the character Rose, I didn't like what, what the story went with Rose and Finn, mm. and I would quite happily hope they would reverse that if there was some way of doing it, but... It, you know, to say that now, you're almost being tarred now with these other people that, you know, yeah. I don't want that. <laughs> you know, and, it, and like, the, I've seen the, people oh, put, put posts up saying, you know, I'm ashamed to be a Star Wars fan. And what uh, what really gets me with that is it's not, you know, these people aren't being ashamed of being a Star Wars fan. They're ashamed of being associated, by, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. associated by that thing. But this, there's this, a fundamental difference to the way you guys have approached it to what you read. Is the mm. fact that both of you said, I wasn't enamoured by the character and I wasn't enamoured by the story. At no point are you criticising the actress, you're criticising choices that were made. Uh, or, or it's not even criticism, it's just like they didn't, that particular storyline didn't work for me. Yeah, didn't resonate with us. As an That's, actress, she did a great job. Yeah, right? but mean, that's... You, you know, you, all sorry. Crying and all that. sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I was just <laughs> going to say, but that's completely different, and yeah. it's actually fair. What you guys are saying are fair. This didn't resonate with me. Oh. I would have done it differently. That's fair. Yeah. But then to but the attacking of an individual is fundamentally bullying. Yeah, it is bullying, and that's the thing. And, and you know, as as fans, and not just Star Wars fans, any movie fan, you know, yeah. you can debate and talk about things that you liked and that you didn't like and you know it's not it's not like um it, you're not you're not insulting a, a person you're not going off them personally just because mm. you didn't like maybe their performance in movie a but then you saw them in something and say, actually but in that they were really good you know yeah. and i like that. Yeah. You know, that that's fine you can do that stuff and uh, these people again and then the, the the thing that's bad about it as well and it's something because this is all happening in the current time, right? And mm. you go back over the years, and I said last week that you know I remember going to any um, Star Wars kind of convention or anything. You know, there was always this sort of real feeling of connectivity between fans. Mm. You know, oh, we're all Star Wars fans together. You know, we're all friends automatically. Black, white, you know, whatever. Everyone, you know, gay, straight, woman, you know, whatever. Everyone just got on because we all like Star Wars. And now it's like... Apart from that, Star Trek fans, we didn't well, want them course, in. Yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of tarnishing it a little bit, right? And then you look at people like the 501st Legion and the kind of work they do with charities mm. and you know, all the good that you got from Star Wars fans. And there's, all this, there's always a really, a really wholesome and, and loving mm. feeling. And mm. that is turning to the dark side. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, it's like it's, it's being tainted and yeah. it's horrible. It shouldn't be like that. No. And because so at the end of the day, as you said, they are just films. Yes. You know, yeah. Like yeah. As, as much as we love them, they yeah. are just films. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's why I liked your positive message, Simon. You were trying to put out there. You know, mm. I'm a Star Wars fan. Let, let's yeah. try and get over. Because I think this is 
also because the media are playing it up so much as well you know hooking on to this uh, story that Star Wars fans are being so horrible to everyone you know it isn't going away is it and I think potentially it could get worse you know there's a, a bit of hate being directed at uh, old Kathy old Kathleen Kennedy yeah. and you know and all these rumours that we talked about last week you know that she's going to be gone by September and all this stuff I can see it happening things are going to get personal about her soon you know which is well, there was, I can't remember who wrote it, and oh, it was, um, oh, it was a mark. It was either Jason Latour or Jason Aaron, one of them. Uh, mm. Mark, uh, Mark, comic book writers, and they were like Southern bastards. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it was. I, I read a tweet which I thought was incredibly apt. Um, children who grew up with the original trilogy. Uh, sorry, um, it, it, all of this hatred seems to be those people that grew up with the original trilogy because the new films aren't capturing the lightning in a bottle for them that the films did, the original trilogy did when they were 10, 11, mm. 12. Yeah. Well, of course, it's never going to do that yeah. because you're not 12. Yeah. You know, they say the best year of any sci the, the best year for any sci-fi is 12. Oh, yeah. Really? Your, yeah, your favourite film yeah. is the one that you watched when you were 12. Um, yeah. So it's, um, but I, I get it. The, the reason that people vilified The Last Jedi, the reason, I mean, Rogue One had its, its detractors and the reason Solo's, it's because people are expecting to feel like they did when they're 12 because it says Star Wars on the box. It's not going to happen. No. You're in your 40s. It's not going to happen. <laughs> the solo one, actually, I, I, I just don't get it because people it's are wonderful. not I watching it. it. Yeah, I yeah. did too. Yeah, people yeah. are not watching it because I didn't like The Last Jedi. It's a different movie. Mm. Like, mm. So, completely different people yeah, making yeah, it yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, like we've had a whole bunch of movies and if you don't yeah. like one, it doesn't mean you won't like the other. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, uh, what's going on there? Yeah. Uh, and and I, I've watched Solo, uh, I think I watched it three times or something. Wow, it's really wonderful. Cool. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. I need yeah. to go see it again, actually. But yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was great. I've only seen it once. I will see it again, Jay. I, I would like, I, 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 I have to, um, I have to uh, go and see films a second time by espionage, so I can't announce on a social media platform <laughs> that I'm going to see Solo again, and my girlfriend would lynch me. Uh, so, I mean, she's, our, our she's almost, she's almost, <laughs> she's almost okay with uh, with me buying the DVD. But you've seen it in the cinema, yes, I know I've seen it in the cinema, oh, and now I've got the Blu-ray, I can watch it again. I like, uh, yeah, multiple times. Multiple times without having <laughs> to pay for it over and over again. <laughs> but I mean, you know, so again, it wasn't like, you know, the perfect movie and thing, but Did it was I? great fun. You know, no. it was great fun. It was, yeah. it was what you, see, it's what you want from a Star Wars film. It was great action. It was adventure. Mm. You know, was, the story was all right. There was bits that, again, yeah. I didn't like the um, Madame Proxima bit that much, but the rest of it I, I really liked. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a few little jokes there, like inside jokes. There's a couple yeah. of bit on the nose, but you know, overall, I thought it was good fun. And then there was a nice reveal at the end, which was oh, good. that was wonderful. And, uh, that yeah. was oh, wonderful. well, while we're uh, talking about this, shall I give you a quick fist of theory? God, you gotta um, say it though. Okay, uh, uh, fist of theory. <laughs> um, <laughs> so my my new theory today is this week's theory is that um, Ray's mum is. Kira and her dad is Darth Maul. 
because, right? But, um, uh, me, okay. The I can't is, remember. Oh, sorry. The time because, work, but still. No, it wouldn't. Why wouldn't it? Because it's set like fucking like. So, Force, uh, the Force Awakens is like 34 years after Return of the Jedi. Right. Yeah, maybe, Return right, of the Jedi is 15 years after Solo, I think. Yeah, so that would but, make, if Kier, if if <laughs> Ray was born nine months after that film, <laughs> that would make her fifty. Yeah, but Kira could have had her at the same time Han and Leia had Kylo quite easily, couldn't she? And and where's her horns then? Well, well, maybe. Well, maybe Maul's <laughs> not the dad, but I I'm imagining now, right, that. Kira just gets drunk all the time after this film. (laughs) Um, Maul, especially when Maul goes a bit crazy, um, they just get drunk all the time and they have really bad parents. And so when when Kylo had that vision and said, oh, no, your parents are just drunken wasters, he was actually thinking of them. Can I add another little... I don't know what the word is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you do know that the lower half of Maul is robotic. Yes. Oh. <laughs> uh. All right. Yeah, Maybe it's destroyed that one. theory. Well, what about, ah, oh, here you go. <laughs> she kept some of Solo's uh, cum in a jar. A <laughs> yeah. She wears it around her neck. <laughs> and, and then, after the um, after the Battle of Jakku, when things are calmed down, she thought, right, now it's time to have a baby. Do you know what? There's a, that's that's not a bad theory <laughs> because she could be solos, yeah, just not layers. Yeah, that, that's my yeah because well, that, yeah. that was my original theory, and then I realised that actually he was with Leia at the time. But that doesn't mean anything, does it? No. <laughs> I guess. But she could have his DNA. And yeah. who knows how they can reproduce in the Star Wars world? A bit of a chuck it in a back to, chuck it in a back to tank and give it a shake. See what happens. Awesome. <laughs> anyway, right, well, sorry, we that, here first. Yeah. That's so if that happens, happens. <laughs> if that happens, I you know. I, I genuinely sort of I, I I liked the fact that every decision we thought was made in the last year, in in the Force Awakens was thrown on its head. In the last Jedi, I liked the fact that you had no idea where it was going. I thought I was, it was considering you know you've got millions of Star Wars fans around down around the world, and they've all written it in their head. Oh yeah, um, you know. And then Ryan Johnson goes, actually no, for Ray to go, I'm not involved in this. I, I've just been. It's just bad luck that I'm involved. There's no her, there's yeah. no um, ancestry or hereditary. Hereditary. That's not the right word. Uh, but there's no ancestry involved. There's no lineage yeah. involved. You know, yeah, it's yeah. just me. For him to do that, I thought was really brave storytelling. But then, after all of the changes that, that he made to what we'd all written in our head, yeah, what kind of job does that create for JJ going into episode nine? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, but, but to be in that like, position, oh, <laughs> but but to be in that position is ace. You know, for him to then go. Look what you've left me. It's basically a blank slate. He could go yeah. anywhere I with it. I actually think that he's probably quite involved in, and had a good idea of it. Yeah, way in advance. Did. Yeah, I mean, and then even like when they were doing uh, the Force Awakens. I mean, Ryan Johnson was on set quite a lot. They yeah. they discussed all this, so they yeah. already had the direction uh, lined up pretty much. Because yeah. that that's oh sorry, it's just that's the the scene where 
you know, you've been waiting two years to see what Luke Skywalker says to Ray, and then he just throws the lightsaber over his shoulder. No one was predicting that. Even the, you know, the hardiest Star Wars fan would never have seen that Even coming. Even Mark it's Hamill. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but doesn't that sort of say, though, that that possibly isn't the right way? I mean, I mean, I know no one saw it coming, and, and there's nothing wrong with, you know, I, I like a surprise as much as anyone else, but I generally didn't feel that was what he would have done. Right. And I think, that, and, and I, mm. you know, and I, I agree with you in many, when I first saw the film, I, I loved Last Jedi. Mm. And I agree with you. I like the idea of him turning it on its head, not giving the fans what they expected. You know, really, and I agree, and I also agree with the whole point around Ray. She definitely doesn't need to be related to anyone to be yeah. a key character. Yeah. But what over time I've begun to feel is even though that's a great, smart move that Ryan did, now that I'm left with actually, oh. We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Yeah, so we All lost right. the internet, and um, so Colin was just saying about um, about Ray not needing to be anyone. Oh yeah, uh, wasn't he? Yeah. Was that's, that's oh yeah. Down. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, well, my point was, and I eloquently said it, and now I'm not going to eloquently say it was that <laughs> um, I I wanted something. You know, I'm just disappointed now that certain things haven't turned out the way I wanted to be. Um, I, I get that they worked for the story at the time, and I, you know, and as a filmmaker and that kind of thing, I'm not, you know, I'm not getting into whether or not Ryan Johnson's any good. But what I've been left with is the repercussions of the decisions he made to make that film. You know, yeah. he's seamlessly thinking of that film, but I've got the repercussions now for the rest of Star Wars, and right. nothing's going to make up for me not getting. Grandmaster Skywalker that I've known from the Legends books, mm. and that that sort of hero return and and Luke, you know what I hoped would be Luke leading the um leading the charge, and you know, and like I said, I I, I really like the way that that they, you know, what he did. And the only thing I can really really criticise the Last Jedi for was the Canto by it yeah. time because it yeah. just to me didn't make sense as part of the film, but. Apart from that, you know, what he did with Luke and that worked as a film and I enjoyed watching it. It just, to me now, has damaged what potentially is moving forward. But I love Ray. Ray is a brilliant yeah. character. I love her journey still. And ultimately, Ray's in a place that I'm happy with. And so, if, if think about it now where, you know, when, when Jay earlier on was saying about, you know, what's what's JJ got left to do? Actually, I think there's, I think there's you know, there, there is a blank slate, but there's still Poe, Ray, and Finn, who I think yeah. of of a new holy trilogy for definitely yeah. Trinity for um, and they're very um, likable as well. Yeah, and they're all great characters, and yeah. uh, and like I say, we haven't seen them three work together yeah in a film yet, you know, as, as a group. So I think there's a there's a lot to happen in in episode nine, and personally, I'm I'm hoping it's going to do a bit of a time time jump. Uh, 
and possibly to after um, the passing of Princess Leia. Yeah. And um, and actually, we're going to see them have built a new rebellion. Mm. Kylo. Have, oh, again, so the, the other issue for me with last year was just Kylo was played a little bit uh, too weak. But I, I'm I'm happy that that's seen as a journey in the in the next film. He's moved on and he's now become a complete badass and owner yeah. of the first order. I was disappointed with what they did with Huck, so I thought they made him a bit of a comedy. They character. made him a comic <laughs> relief, didn't they? Really? Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, and they, you know, when you've got Eddie in there, Eddie Hitler in there, you don't need uh, someone else to be comedy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what uh, there's there's a couple of things uh, that I think um, you've hit the nail on the head, and there are lots of people who are Star Wars fans, and I'll politely say this, they live their lives vicariously through genre TV, genre literature, and genre films. Mm-hmm. And you, like you've just said, Colin, is the film didn't quite live up to your expectations and indeed didn't quite meet the story that you'd written in your head. Yeah. Now, we all have other lives, we all have families and partners and and friends and but the, the, there are people out there who don't have that and, and live this stuff that's not to say i don't you know wear batman underpants when i'm not wearing my millennium falcon ones but to see a film and not have it go in exactly the direction that i thought it was going to go hasn't broken my heart you yeah. know it, it's uh but I think there are people out there that it has, and it actually is quite traumatic. Um, I was looking, I got to see it with a 10-year-old, and right. just to watch him, and just his eyes open, and just his jaw hanging, and, you know, it, it was just a wonderful experience. It, it but gives he, you that, a little bit of your childhood enjoyment. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, but there were people who were expecting to be transported back to that 10-year-old watching mm. the film, it's not going to happen. No, as no. much as I would love it to happen, it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I, I think uh, Ryan Johnson did a good job. Um, the Ray thing's wonderful, and I, that's the whole point, isn't it? This is Ray's story. Mm. These are new stories to move forward, and this is Ray's story, and I think that's the point. Um, I, I uh, yeah, I, I'll stop talking. Um, <laughs> I did want to just know. Um, what do you think about Leia? Like. Would you um, like to see her recast, or would you like to see it skip past and it's like, oh, she's dead? Um, I, do you know what? I haven't really given it much thought, but there was a rumour of Meryl Streep taking on the role. That, that's what I want. And I thought that was a great idea. You she's good re- friends with her in real life. Yeah, apparently so, yeah. You don't recast Leia as someone who looks like it you know mm. if you're recasting Leia, you cast her at, with the well arguably the greatest actress of our generation yeah. mm. and it would be astonishing and i don't but, think anyone would have an well, issue with someone that could do justice to the character yeah, exactly. because yeah. you know carrie fisher put so many years work into this mm. character let's finish her story for her with yeah definitely you know. um yeah. i had a suggestion simon that um <laughs> you would play <laughs> well almost as good as me uh, Whoop, Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, I yeah. thought, you, you know, you don't want someone who looks like her. You want someone slightly different. Yeah. And and I thought, you know, if they can do it in the Harry Potter plays, yeah, you know, then there's no reason why you can't, you know, a big just get over the fact that she doesn't look like her. 
let's just concentrate on that's on that's the character. Well, there was a lovely. Uh, I, I was reading about J.K. Rowling's um, uh, reaction to the casting. As it's is it the Cursed Child? Is that that's the play? I yeah, think that's right. Yeah. And she was saying it's genius because at no point had they mentioned race in the book. They just no. said Hermione. Um, crazy hair. Crazy hair. Yeah. And and that's that. She's like it's genius. If you've got the books right next to you, there. Uh, I've got some. Uh, what you can't see. <laughs> wait, what can you see? What you can't see is I've got two bookcases here. Oh. Oh wow, yeah. And then I've got uh, four more in my living room because this is my spare bedroom that I work in. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, but there's a whole row of um, Star Wars books. It looks like. Yeah. So I've got. What is it? There must be about forty or fifty um, oh, cool. Star Wars novels down there, uh, and there are in that corner there are the six long boxes of comics in that corner. Uh, there's another couple in the lounge. Yeah, I, I'm a bit of a geek, and but most of my bookcases are, are art books. Um, so you can yeah. see BB-8 looking over your shoulder there as well. Yeah. Uh, what else is in here? Yours is bigger than mine. <laughs> and, my, and, and my BB-8. Boom, boom! Try the fish. Right. Um, uh, so i tell you what, yeah, while we're talking about weird choices in films, <laughs> this is a tenuous link. Um, Jay, do you want to mention that story that's been going oh, around yeah. about um, Lucas... And so, it's a weird vision for what he would have done with the films. Yeah, so George Lucas appeared on James Cameron's series, The Story of Science Fiction, recently. Um, and obviously they talked about Star Wars and, you know, what would have been if um, George Lucas had uh, held on to the property. Um, and so, you know, he started off by sort of saying, you know, everyone hated it when we started talking about midichlorians in The Phantom Menace. Um <laughs> And he goes... Uh, you sound a bit bitter on that, didn't he? Oh, he really does, yeah. But I've goes, not um, seen it. It's meant to be wonderful. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's better than Attack of the Clones. Um, oh, sorry. I was talking about the interview. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's, yeah, it is better than Attack of the Clones. I can't argue with that. <laughs> so he says, um, the next three films... I'm not going to go and read the whole interview. It's, uh, it's on um, StarWarsNewsNet.com at the moment. Okay. But he says, the next uh, three Star Wars films, we're going to get into the microbiotic world um, and it's this world of creatures that operate differently than we do I call them the wills which obviously we've all heard of the wills um, it goes the wills are the ones who actually control the force they feed off the force um, they married the Kate yes yeah <laughs> um, and then he says so he goes in a bit further and he says um, if I had held on to the company I would have done it and then it would have been done. Of course, a lot of fans would have hated it, just like they hated The Phantom Menace and everything. <laughs> but uh, I mean, he has to go back to it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole story would have been told from beginning to end, but it's not going to happen now. <laughs> so, they, 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 what was nice, there was a nice nod to uh, Guardians of the Wills in uh, Rogue One, which I thought yeah, was great. Yeah. Um, that, I, I genuinely remember this, because uh, Star... <laughs> The Phantom Menace was released the day I should have graduated. So oh, I should, but I had to, I didn't graduate. I had to retake a module. So um, I was watching The Phantom Menace the day it graduated. Excellent. And the day I graduated, all my classmates were, you know, getting their 
degrees and stuff and, and I was in the cinema watching Star Wars. <laughs> I, I'm not sure who had the best day. Um, <laughs> but there was a point in, as soon as uh, Qui-Gon Jinn starts talking about midichlorians, to me, it felt like all the romanticism, all of that Arthurian legend, all of that wonderful mysticism that we didn't quite know what the force was and you mm. you have to be incredibly special to to um to be, a force to be able to access it yeah mm. it was almost like oh i've got to explain the magic it's it's like a magician showing yeah. you how, how his tricks done mm. and it it deflated me slightly so what was lovely is when uh luke gave ray the speech uh, about you know uh, reach out she puts it on oh, that was wonderful and then he says okay so what can you feel and okay what's in between it all mm. and she just says a force yeah. yeah that was lovely that's the that's those few lines yeah but that's what Qui-Gon Jinn yeah. should have said to Anakin yeah it yeah. was a lovely way of describing it Definitely. um but that 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 still sticks with me to this day it's like you've killed it uh, but, he hasn't killed it obviously there was a lot of trying to explain things because mm. one of the ones that, that I didn't like, and you know, I just mentioned Attack of the Clones, was when um, you first watched Star Wars as a kid, and mm. when Obi Wan says to Luke, you know, I fought in the Clone Wars, yeah. right? The Clone Wars in my mind was like, whoa, mm -hmm. what are the Clone Wars? Yeah. You know, it's like, what is this, like, this, mm. this battle that happened, like, it's this massive war, and it's you, you create. Yeah, because of you know, and and they do it with a lot of things because I mean, obviously we talk about solo, and a lot of people are like solo didn't need to be made. It didn't need to be made. I I enjoyed it. It didn't need to be made, but there's a lot of taking the mystique away. Yeah, mm. and well, they did they did tell you how he got his name. That was a bit, <laughs> I mean, that was the yeah. one thing that was a, just really didn't need. Him, that didn't felt say. yeah, that Force. felt that was properly forced. It, you didn't need yeah. that. You didn't need no. that. But it's like uh, there, there's uh, I was listening to a podcast. Uh, from a Marvel writer called Matt Fraction, mm -hmm. and he was saying, um, he, he was saying that the, the problem with Lucasfilm at a certain time was the need to explain everything. And he says the epitome of that is the first scene in um, the Last Crusade, where in what is it? In three minutes, you learn how Indy gets his hat, gets his yeah. whip, <laughs> gets the scar on his chin, scar. Yeah. and is afraid of snakes. <laughs> And it's three minutes yeah. in in the first. It's in the first ten minutes of Last Crusade, and it's three minutes. Mm. And you're like, you don't actually need to know any of that. It's a stronger character not knowing, you know. And most characters are. You yeah. Know? I mean, yeah. Like, but that's how they ruined Boba Fett. That's Boba how they ruined. Yeah. yeah. You go to Django Fett. And didn't really need to see that because again, and it's one of those situations where the expanded universe books kind of did it better. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Um, like, and and they just made Boba Fett more of a badass. Whereas yeah. in this, it's like, oh, you're just a clone of that guy, you know. Yeah. And now, obviously, we're going to supposedly we're going to get a Boba Fett movie. Yeah, it's James Mangold who's been tipped. Yeah, that right? which, yeah, which yeah. that's good. I want yeah. him to be after Jedi. I want him to crawl out of the Sarlacc. <laughs> yeah, 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 that'd be amazing. You know, like in in Tales from Jabba's Palace, the the book. There's yes. a story where Boba Fett escapes and Dengar nurses him back to health and all that. I want that now this is where I'm going to become disappointed, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> that ain't happening. But I'm expecting that, you know, this is a character who was best because he was this guy in this armour. He's, mm. he's meant to be the best bounty hunter. He answers back to Vader. Vader picks on him, say, no disintegrations. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, 
who is this guy? You know, yeah, who is yeah. he? he's so cool. Yeah. He didn't do anything, but he's cool, right? <laughs> and uh, and yeah, this is how you just tear these characters apart. Yeah. And we don't need to know everything, even no. like Obi Wan. I don't really need to know what he was doing on mm. Tatooine. Mm. You know, well, he was there to look out for Luke and, and train. Well, that's it. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on all of that. You, a strong character does not need a reason for everything. No. You know, like we don't need to see Batman's parents killed again on camera. We really don't need to see that. No, we know. We know what happened. Yeah, it's, it's Marvel made that amazing decision with Homecoming. We didn't yeah. need to see the uh, origin that's of Spider-Man right. again. Mm. But that, I think that that's one of the reasons why the um, that, sorry. Attack of the Clones is so derided for the 20 years that the trilogy had been out and then Phantom Menace. The lightsaber was a thing of mystique. Mm. You know, in the Phantom Menace, admittedly, there's a few Jedi, but we only ever see two at a time fighting uh, mm -hmm. a master and a padawan. And then in um, the original trilogy, it's only one Sith and one Jedi at a time. So yeah. these, these laser swords become a thing of mystique. In um, in Attack of the Clones, they are everywhere. <laughs> like hundreds, and, hundreds yeah, of them. Yeah, you and you've got get... kids, and you've got kids waving them around. Yeah, like, everyone's got yeah, these things. Yeah. Yeah. These little kids waving them around as if they're trying to hit a pinata <laughs> within two feet of each other, and you're thinking, "There's going to be an incredible health bill at the end of this session." <laughs> you know, it's insane, and I think that's what killed the lap. There's no mystique. There's a little bit of mystique with the Phantom Menace. You're still, mm -hmm. you know, the, the Jedi are, are, are still... Who is Darth Sidious? <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Well, well, even more than that, I mean, the Phantom Menace, you know, I watched it 11 times in opening week, right? And and what it was for me, and this is the, the best bits, was the bit of Darth Maul in the desert. Yeah, And then, awesome. and then the two-on-one versus the Sith Lord, yeah. right? Yeah. He's got... A double-edged lightsaber for, you know, first time you ever see him. Now they're everywhere, double-edged lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. He's not special anymore. Because that was the thing. He was special because he's the yeah. only dude that had that. Now yeah. loads of people use them. They're not special. But, you know, it's like, how how cool was he? He's taking on two Jedi, right? Qui-Gon, one of the best swordsmen in the Jedi Order, and his Padawan, Obi-Wan, who we know, right? And yeah. this guy's kicking their ass for the most yeah. part. That was a great fight. And so, you know, coming back to Star Wars after all those years, yeah, there was all the things, you know, Jar Jar and all that, but the, the, the bits like that were great. And again, yeah. they held that mystique because, you know, this guy, you didn't see him, he just appeared in a hologram, yeah. and then he was in his robes, and, you know, you didn't know anything about him. They did something good there. Yeah. And then, of course, when they went to the cartoons, they went from him being like this uh, this Sith warrior into this posh guy. I don't know what happened there, but... <laughs> And then uh, we went to um, Dooku, which for me was a downgrade. Yeah, I, yeah. I saw him as like, eh, eh, guy with oh, the beard. Man. Old guy it, with the beard. It, it did, you know? it, it, it is, it is, um, I think it's, that there was a, an issue with Lucas wanted everything explained. And that, that's the, the wonderful thing about the original trilogy is the world that he built just by the odd sentence here or there. Um, you know, like yeah. you said, just yeah. to say, you know, my father didn't, fighting the Clone Wars, he was a navigator on a spice freighter. You know, that sentence, your brain just goes, yeah. what's a spice freighter? What was yeah. the Clone Wars? This is amazing. But yeah. you don't need to see it. It's wonder it was wonderful world building. Well, it's like when you meet someone, 
but mm. you know you don't know him, and then you get on quite well. I don't know your life story. Mm. I don't need to know. We get on well, right? <laughs> and that's it. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. so that's how the movies are. Yeah, I don't yeah. need to know the backstory. This works. It's all yeah, going yeah. good. Let's yeah. go with that. You know. Yeah. And um, yeah, the, it's the, like the, spec, sorry. Uh, it's 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 like these the new Bond films. I really want the next Bond film, uh, 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 Danny Boyle's Bond film, to revert back to. There's an issue. Let's give Bond a mission. Mm. Let's get him to solve it. End of film. Because mm -hmm. the last, was it, the last four have all been tenuously connected, and they've really tried to wreck kind of connection. Don't need it. Just send no. Bond on a mission. Bring him home. That's it. That's all that's I want to say. That's what yeah. he's for. That's what he's for. Yeah. 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 It's uh, yeah. But the um, yeah, the, the lightsaber thing. The the hundreds of lightsabers in. Attack of the Clones uh, is just weird, just, well, just but, genuinely uh, weird. Also, at um, this point, Colin, you've said that it's almost like whenever they get something new that's popular, they try to force it down your throat. Yeah, every right? yeah, like like Grey Jedi seem to be the thing. So they've appeared in comics, Rebels, mm. uh, in the novels, that everywhere now. Grey Jedi, but I mean, I mean those lightsaber things. Even non-force users use them. You got Grievous, mm. you've got the Inquisitors yes, that use yeah, lightsaber. Yeah. It's it's yeah. mad. Yeah, um, just. Uh, <laughs> Well, I can see we're sort of getting on for a bit of time, but one other element of Star Wars I want to talk to you about, Simon, since you're a big comic guy. What do you think of the Star Wars comics, especially sort of the new ones, the Marvel ones? Um, I haven't read all of them, but I've been reading a bit of... Um, uh, well, I read Star Wars. The Jason Aaron run is, was wonderful. It just yeah. felt, it felt like Star Wars. It was yeah, brilliant. Uh, and the uh, the few issues that he wrote with Stuart Immonen mm. are astonishingly beautiful. They are Absolutely. wonderful, absolutely wonderful. Um, I'm really struggling uh, with. Uh, there's an artist called Salvador Lagoca who's yes, taken over, at the moment, and he's <laughs> wonderful. He's great, but whoever's colouring his work, he is his likenesses are astonishing. But it's like they've got standard comic book figures and then placed a still from the film on the faces. Oh, you said it, this. And mm. it throws you. Um, it, it actually throws you out of the comic. Uh, it's because that seems you recognise as yeah, well. Yeah. That classic moments from the yeah. film. <laughs> yeah. And it, it throws you because you're like, oh, Han's saying that to Luke. But actually, that Han was in Jabba's palace. Yeah. And that Luke was when he was talking to Kenobi on yeah. Tatooine. It, it throws you out of the comic. It's and it's really mm. difficult it's to explain. Yeah, it's not it's not sequential art. It's not telling a story. Mm. It's it's as you say, just really great likenesses. Yeah, uh, plastered in. Um, our big bugbear for the for the Marvel run of comics has been that so much of it has been set between um, Star Wars <laughs> and Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> yeah, and, there's no time and, for it all. I know it's just it's everything's being squeezed in there, and um, they're starting to move out of that zone. But uh, personally, I, I, I really love the Darth Vader comics. I think right. they've been yeah. really good. Both Kieran Gillen's run and now Charles Soule's uh, yeah. writing run have been really good. Unfortunately, there's a lot of Salvador Luaka on killing Kieran's um, run, but um, they've been. But it really wasn't. It wasn't as bad. It wasn't no. as bad in Kieran's run. That's because it, it was Vader. Yeah. And characters mostly that weren't the, the stars of the film. You yes, know, they were yeah, yeah. different characters like Afro and that kind of stuff. So 
like I say, he, he wasn't relying on having to draw likenesses. It was mm. thing. But yeah, I think the comments have been all right. Um, and uh, like I say, they're starting to edge towards um, the Last Jedi, and 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 now all the new stuff's going to be potentially set between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. That's what was some rumours. So that yeah. should be good. Um, that's, that's where the uh, John Favreau's TV series is going to be set. Yes, is it five years after Jedi? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Think so, yeah. I think, I think it's so. something like that, yeah. <laughs> Which I'm quite looking forward to that. Um, right. I think that um, Favreau do. I think he could do quite a good job on Star Wars. I know he's he's been a long time fan, and and yeah. I mean, hey, he did Iron Man good. He did good work on um, Jungle Book. I thought. Um, yeah, and, so, and uh, yeah. Cowboys and Aliens. He knocked Cowboy, it out of yeah. the park. Well, I, I didn't actually mind that. <laughs> it was. It's not. It's not a great movie. I I kind of enjoyed it. You know, it's just a watch. But you know, it kind of shows that he can sort of do a whole few different types of genres and that i'll be honest the first two thirds are wonderful it, it is yeah. wonderful it, it feels like a um a slightly off kilter well it is a western but it is slightly mm. off kilter you can't quite place what's wrong with it yeah and then it suddenly detours but but the tropes are wonderful you know the the classic western tropes are mm. wonderful uh but yeah i mean favreau is astonishing uh, Iron Man's wonderful. The the Jungle Book is wonderful, so I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, and of course he was the pilot in um, in Solo. Yeah, which I was. The name the name was completely gone, and I've just been reading the book, the Solo book as well. Yeah, um, yeah, I can't remember the name either. Oh, yeah, that's cool. That is cool. Um, what about games? You play Star Wars games, Simon? Uh, if I have any free time, I'm drawing. I, I don't even own a console. Sorry, Colin. I, I apologise for breaking your heart again right. after um, <laughs> Ryan Johnson did it with The Last Jedi, but I don't even own any consoles. My apologies. That's all right. It's all right. I, 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 can, I can get by because <laughs> EA have announced um, a new Star Wars game coming out in 2019 called Jedi Fallen Order. And it's going to be set um, after Order 66, and it's going to be a story following a Jedi basically on the run, being hunted down. And it sounds like it's actually just going to be a story. It doesn't sound like it's going to be uh, one of these crazy games that has um, got no end and that kind of stuff. It, it actually has got a finite story. So uh, have you heard about it, Jay? What you, your yeah, face I, I, is... I, I... Not a happy face, James. <laughs> no, I did, I did see about it, but I mean, you know how I feel about Star Wars games. I, I don't really trust them. So, um, you know, I'm, you don't trust I'm, EA. I'm gonna, well, I don't trust EA, and that's the problem. So, I'm gonna wait until um, a few people have bought it and see what they think. Um, there's a couple of Star Wars games coming out, aren't there? So, there's that one, and then there's the open world one. Is that right? No, that's the That is the open world one, okay. So, uh, is that the one then that we've already seen? The, the little clip right. of the... That was all scrapped. That was oh, completely that scrapped. scrapped. Okay. Yeah. That one looked quite good. Um, yeah. so, so the only thing I will say about this game is they, they announced it at the big at uh, EA Games um, convention last right. weekend, but they didn't have anything to show, not even mm. like a, a logo or anything for the game. Makes me think they might have just made it up to, <laughs> and, <laughs> to, well, to say something. And, and also, EA <laughs> likes to make a lot of money out of people, so throughout yeah. the course of the game, going to be like a ton of microtransactions to get, you know, 
a bunch of crap. <laughs> so yeah. um, I don't know. I, I hope that they would do something good with it. It would be nice. Um, um, but I'm not excited about it. The, the problem is, um, so, I mean, Colin plays Battlefront. I played the first one. Too. And then I went and got the second one when it came out because they, they came out going, oh, you know, we fixed all the problems from the first one. I played it for about three weeks and got bored of it. And I, I think the thing I took away from it is if they release or announce Battlefront 3, I won't spend my money. So, <laughs> okay. you know. Well, I don't think you've got any danger of them releasing a Battlefront 3 for a while. Um, and they, to be honest, I'm still playing Battlefront 2. I still really enjoy it. Uh, they also announced this week uh, season three for Battlefront Two, which is going to be the Clone Wars. They've announced that they're going to have new heroes available: General Grievous, Count Dooku, Obi Wan, and Anakin. So they're all going to be playable heroes. You are going to have to put up, buy them with credits, in-game credits. Um, but um, and they're going to have the new map, Genosis, which is going to be the biggest map they've ever had, <laughs> and the most and, lightsabers. <laughs> and they're bringing in a new game mode, which is similar to the Conquest mode from the original Battlefront games, the old PS2 um, games. Oh, you so, mentioned that last week, yeah. So, to be honest, I I thought Battlefront 2 was dead. And uh, I've got a little bit of hope that actually they're resuscitating. This week, uh, the update came for the game, and you got the second half of Season 2, the, um, the solo season which gave us the Kessel Mines map mm-hmm. and uh, a new extraction game mode uh, and some tweaks of the game stuff. Uh, all very good, all good fun. So you can play extraction on uh, Jabba's Palace and on Kessel. And you also get the um, Lando and Han skins from Solo Film. So, um, yeah, all good on the game front. Do, I do think. you get the Chewy skin? You get the Chewy skin as the well. Yeah. Solo. Yeah. the two bandoliers two bandoliers and goggles wow, wow. can i ask a question gentlemen uh-huh. uh as a computer game um novice oh, not even novice i just don't i don't own a console um <laughs> if someone was interested in delving into the world of star wars computer games because i've always liked the idea of flying an x-wing um, yeah. what console and what game would be the best to say uh is there a game out there that allows you to say fly the falcon and fly a that one x wing and yeah battlefront 2 is the game for you you can get it on either uh xbox playstation or you can get it on pc and it's basically got on it's got a lot of on online modes where you're playing against other people and you will get killed really quickly but they've also got arcade mode where you can do all the Starfighter assaults and mm. play as the heroes all offline. So, yeah, that's the game to play Ooh. and dip your toe in. Because it's, it's got... But what's great about the game, and I know a lot of people slagged it off, it's got a load to it. It's got a, it's got a fairly short story mode to it, but it's got a story mode which is set um, through the course of the original trilogy and straight after it. Mm. It's got... It's got, like I say, a uh, single-player mode. But it's also got the on- online, and it's got hero mode. It's got a mode where you're playing as all the different infantries. So, you know, if you if you do want to dip your toe into it... And, and actually, to, um, to, to and actually cheap, say yeah. something good about Battlefront 2, 
I really did enjoy the story mode. That was good. Um, so that's worth playing. And my favourite part of it was the fire assault. So where you're playing as TIE fires or X-Wings. Oh, cool. That, that yeah, was yeah. my favourite bit of it. Uh, yeah. the, the thing for me, and I think you've mentioned, Colin, recently, they're looking to reintroduce it, is on the old PS2 version of Battlefront 2, um, you could be, like, your character in a Star Destroyer, for example, the battle started, you could run, get into a TIE fighter, fly yeah. out in space, do some battle, land in another ship, get out, start shooting people. And I love that. And you couldn't do that on this one. You were just no. flying the ship. That, that's what I talk they're, about they're for the season back, three. Right? Yeah, for yeah, the yeah. season three conquest mode, or so whatever they're going to call good. it. That it's going to be, be yeah, having a fight, then getting in a ship, going to attack a capital ship, get on the capital ship and board it, that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. That's ace. The, so you the, could... the fighter assault is good fun, definitely. That feels oh, awesome. like you're in Star Wars. When you're, when you're chasing down another ship, you know when, yeah. when the camera sits behind a, a, an X-Wing that's chasing down a TIE fighter or something yeah. like that? You do actually feel like that, and especially awesome. when there's ships, like big ships below you, and you're flying yeah, yeah. down between them. And that, that stuff's really good. And, and you can way. play as, like I say, hero ships. So you can play as a Falcon, Luke's X-Wing, oh, Boba Fett, cool. Slave One. Yeah. Um, Dark and is it, is it all um, scored by Williams? Uh, um, yeah, it, yeah, uses all, all the Star Wars music. Yeah, yeah. just uses Sweet. all. The music. So if you're chasing, if you're in the Millennium Falcon, being chased by Tie Fighters, you know you hear that dum 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 And when you're in the, um, you know, like when you're on a map in a certain place, you'll get the relevant music. So when you're on Best Bin, you get the Best Bin music. Yeah. It's all, it's all good. So yeah, you might like it then. It might be worth uh, checking out. To be oh. honest, I, I think for non-gamers, that game is good because it's yeah. not it's not the best. You know, if you're fantastic at Call of Duty or those sort of games, then, yeah, probably this isn't the best game because it's not as good as probably those games. But if you just like Star Wars, which yeah. I do, and you like playing in the Star Wars, it's like playing with toys, but you don't have to play with toys. <laughs> and so no, that's no, why I'm like playing with toys. Yeah, but you you can play as the as the heroes on the heroes versus heroes mode. Yeah, which is great fun. You know, you just awesome. you're just Darth Vader choking Yoda. It's mad. <laughs> <laughs> that's a euphemism for something. Yeah, I was just about to say that. <laughs> that's a good way to end it. I think. I think. I think that is a good way to end it. So, um, thank you for joining us today, Simon. Do you want to tell everyone about? yourself where they can find you and uh, what you've you got you coming up or where you can be found you know any conventions um, or anything oh okay um plug i away. plug away um you can find me on twitter at si myers um you can find me on instagram pretty funky my website is pretty um i'm gonna be at thought bubble uh coventry comic con and London. The Lakes. And London Film and Comic Con. Oh, and London Film and Comic Con, yeah. Um, so you can find me there because Colin's my press secretary. Um, <laughs> I can't get all of those pretty much, apart from that. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, we're doing, um, myself and, and my friend Nigel Hopkins, um, we do an event called the Drink and Draw, and they're, they're all over the country, but we've got one that we run in Coventry and in Birmingham. And we have two or three people turn up, two or three, two or three hundred people turn up <laughs> at any one time and they just buy beer and we give them a piece of paper and a theme to drink to and they just draw. Oh, that and sounds then, great. The nights are wonderful. Um, Where's your next one? Uh, the next ones are in Coventry. There's one at the end of this month, uh, the 30th, and then there's one on the 6th. 
and they're both in Coventry. They're going to be announced online very shortly. So if you go to Facebook, just type in uh, Drink a Draw. We're the first ones that come up. It's a little cartoon of a beer glass and a pencil. Uh, the best one that's coming up is we've been invited to Birmingham to the Birmingham Museum and Art Gallery to do a drink and draw around uh, the dinosaur because they've got the dinosaur from the uh, the British oh, Museum cool. there. Uh, sorry, the Natural History Museum. Cool. He's on tour. So we're doing a dinosaur drink and draw. And that'll be fam family friendly. So uh, that should be really, really good fun. Excellent. Brilliant. Jay, we might need to uh, pop along now. Too. Yeah, well, I'll have to see what I can and can't do in the coming weeks. <laughs> yeah, Jay, Jay's about to have a baby time. <laughs> oh, well, no, my wife is. It's due today, isn't it? <laughs> No, she was due on Saturday, just gone. Oh, okay. so, uh, Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, so, I look forward to meeting either Luke or Leo when they're born. Yeah, yeah. well, oh, I don't know if I've got it here. I've got a little uh, baby grow for her. Ah, oh, it's not here. I've got a one that says, the force is strong in this one. Oh, and I've got so. another one that says, uh, future Jedi master. <laughs> <laughs> right, cool. so... Um, where can they find us? You can find uh, us on the uh, Star Wars Conversation Facebook group. Uh, we're also on Twitter at Star Wars Convo or hashtag Star Wars Convo. We're on Instagram on um, hashtag Star Wars Convo as well or at Star Wars Convo. You can find Colin at Captain Colin. And you can find me on Twitter at 1933Eagles. Um, and we're also on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Stitcher. Um, one of them's going soon, right? Uh, I can't bother to get rid of it. Okay, I just so keep paying for it. I just keep paying for it. Just keep paying for it. But the most important place you can find us is the Taylor Network of Podcasts, the one-stop shop website po uh, podcast feed that you can get in all those other places where there's loads and loads of different podcasts, all geeky, sort of film-related, comic-related. You've got double-page spread, which Wendy does great interviews. You've got uh, Gotham by Geek, you've got Go Trek Yourself, you've got the TARDIS podcast, which is the, probably the best one on there, apart from Star Wars Conversations. <laughs> um, there's some really great ones on there, so check out that feed um, and listen to some of those other great podcasts, because uh, they're all super great. Oh, hey. Nothing's On, don't forget Nothing's On, that's the best one. Of course. <laughs> well, it's, it's not the best one, it's the third best one. Third best one, sorry, yeah. Right. The, the TARDIS one's really good, listen to that. Simon, you have to come on with TARDIS next. Since you're a doctor, you're an artist as well. Uh, yeah, that would be that would be great. There you go, booked. <laughs> right, that would be it for us. So, um, thank you for joining us again, Simon. Everyone, go and check him out on uh, Twitter and in all the other places he told you is his uh, website. Um, pretty funky. And um, until next time, punch it, Chewy. May the force be with you.